0: Welcome to our Forever Young podcast,
1: where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young because you're never too old to become younger.
0: My name is Christiana Eggy,
1: And my name is Sherry Marie Chu.
0: Hello, Sherry. How are you doing? Hi,
1: Christiana. I'm doing great.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. It's been beautiful out there, so I can imagine it doesn't. Yeah. Winter at all. No, I love this kind of winter. Yes, yes. They, they they, come before the storm, I hope not, but No, don't say that. <laughs> don't say. <laughs> Too good to be true. But anyway, today, Sherry, we are going to talk about the five love languages. This was a concept that was created by Dr. Gary Chapman. According to Dr. Chapman, we all give and receive love in five different ways, and these are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch.
1: I love this idea, Christiana. I'm so excited to chat about this because I did do the quiz a few years ago, so it'll be interesting to chat about it with you and see what your thoughts are. So let's invite our friends now to lace up their shoes, put on their boots and bundle up or not really bundle up. I haven't really been bundling up all that much. (laughs) So, yeah, put on your shoes and join us for a walk as we chat about the five love
0: languages. As I mentioned at the introduction, the five love languages are ways that we express our love to others and how we expect them to express love towards us. At least it may not be a conscious knowing, but it's just something that, you know, but, you know, whether it's relational or romantic love, you know, you just know what makes you feel good, right? Yeah. So, yes. So everyone has their unique love language. Knowing and understanding our love languages and those of the people that we're in close relationship with guides us to very nurturing, healthy, and strong relationships. Mind you, we can expand these tools into all areas of our lives like at work play and you know what just with people around us and this will make the world a much better place with a lot less stress
1: oh yeah totally i totally agree christiana there are people out there who don't understand what makes them happy and who don't know about these five love languages and like some people like you said It's not just about like romantic love. It's also like the relational love or care or how we get along with other people. And so I think that like this, this information or this idea about the five love languages helps us to understand others better and how we can get along better with
0: others. That is so true, Sherry. So my first introduction to The Five Love Languages was actually through Dr. Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. That book resonated so well with me that I actually have ca- cancelled at least a couple of friends using those principles. I was introduced to The Five Love Languages, the, the broader part of it. Yeah my 80-year-old mentor from participating in a series of studies. I think I've mentioned to you before, I've grown so much in the past few months. With Mr. Habashi, you know, mentoring me, him and his wife run the Integrity Coaching. They are amazing. That's I, awesome yeah I did not even know anything about the love five love languages quiz which you say you took a, a few years ago right mm-hmm. so, and the quiz is free of charge and you can you know find it at fivelovelanguages.com using the number five I highly recommend it for everyone out there and there have been a variety of the love languages There's even the seven love languages but I choose to stick with the original five love languages.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I've think i heard about seven also, but I, I'm just trying to think, like what would
0: the other two extras be? I don't want to know. <laughs> I'll probably look it up later. So anyway, Sherry, what are your love languages?
1: Well, as I mentioned, I did take the quiz a number of years ago, and I had to go back and find my results because I actually forgot what my top love language was. And, you know, it's so funny because I'm like, man, I should really put this into use, right? Like, I should put my love languages into practice. So anyway, I'm going to try and do that after this. But my number one love language is quality time. Um. So I just feel like we live in a world today where everybody is busy all of the time. Like there's always something trying to take your attention. And for me, like when you choose to spend time with somebody or I choose to spend time with somebody, I'm going to give you all of my attention. You're not going to find me looking at my phone at all because you know, you've, I've already chosen to spend this time with the person or doing whatever it is that we're doing. I don't see any reason to, to, you know, to pay attention to other things because we're always, there's always something competing for our attention. So, you know, I just think quality time for me is like number one. And when someone chooses to spend that, their time with me too, I really respect that. And, you know, when, when you make a plan with someone, like you, I want to stick with that because I want to spend time with that person,
0: right? Whatever we're doing.
1: How about you? So what is your
0: top love language? So for me, it's words of affirmation. I, I, will, go that. <laughs> <laughs> I will go to the moon and back for someone who affirms my efforts. You don't have to say anything or even do anything special. but just in a spark, a smile, or eating the meals that I prepare <laughs> would en- enjoying be- your pendic? Oh, yeah, right, see? which be- I did this
1: morning. Oh, you know, my- oh my goodness. Christiana, when you bake like that for me, I save it really? I literally i I freeze them individually and then put them in a big, freezer bag so that nothing happens to them. And I take them out one by one and enjoy them.
0: Yeah, they actually freeze really well. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's now I would beg for you any. Anyway. <laughs> 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 so when I know people enjoy what I make, you know, it just excites me and I do more. And that was how I earned the Mills on Wheels uh, nickname from my sister during the pandemic. yeah that time I was on the road like most weekends until almost midnight just delivering food to friends and family I just wanted people to feel good you know we were all locked in and I, I think it also helped me distress right mm-hmm. on the flip side though <laughs> my biggest turn yeah. is when I sense a lack of appreciation or a lack of indifference, or I've made something and I see, you know, or someone throws away the food, like, you know, I used to make lasagna for work. They love, love my lasagna. Every party I made lasagna. I don't know what they did one time. I have never made lasagna. <laughs> oh, really? For them, for them. Last Christmas party, they're like, Christiana, yo, lasagna. I'm like, mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> Once I'm turned off, yeah, I just can't get back to it no matter how I try. It's not anything that I do intentionally, but now thinking about these words of affirmation as being an attribute of mine, it yes. explains it. And you know, the other thing is, of my three children, I have one that is very similar to me. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, he's not deterred in the same way as I am. When he was younger, a little bit. But now he has conquered the dark shadow of this love language. (laughs) You know, he's able to just shake it off and do whatever. So I hope to be just like him when I grow up.
1: (laughs) So after quality time, my next top love language is is actually words of affirmation, just like you. <laughs> so I think it's a little bit funny because I didn't really, I don't know that I really see myself this way, but I do really appreciate when someone says something nice about the work that I'm doing. And, you know, it, it does feel good. So I have to say, like when I first meet people and I tell them about the work that I do with ALS Double Play, a lot of people tell me that you know oh it's so great that's wonderful you know and and i think okay that's nice but i see it more as my in to tell my brother's story you know my family's story and the real impact als has made on our lives and i think this is when people start to really understand and from how whatever they like however they react to me that feels more like better than them just saying, oh, that's so nice that you run a charity. Do you know what I mean? Like Um. when they really start to understand, then their words and their thoughts are a lot more intentional, I think. And then it feels better to me. So I would say like with my whole words of affirmation, for me, if they're not genuine and they're really like top level, they're going to mean nothing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess that's what I have to say about that love language.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it, it just depends on how you perceive it, right? It, yeah, it, it could be body language, it could be words, it could just be a look on somebody's face, you know. Yeah, that validation. Right. Know? Everyone, like this love language is every one of us use them, need them. It just we 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 sort of have them in vi- like they are stacked in different ways for each one of us. Yeah. So for you and I, like, okay, we have affirmation and we have quality time and stuff like that so far at the top. For someone else, it might be physical touch. Right, right. So it's just something that applies to everyone, but just, you know, it depends on how you perceive it and what is your priority of la- your love language. So the concept of quality time actually aligns with me very well. Yes, there's nothing I love more than spending time with my family. see, I'm that type of mom who would want to keep their children home from school. (laughs) I had a neighbor who would say, oh, when you see me dancing up and down the streets, this is after the summer break you know, that is because the children are back to school. You know, <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't even want that first day of school to come. Uh-huh. I would do anything to keep them at home. It's snowing a little bit. I'm like, tomorrow is no day. They are like, no, mommy, we have to go to school. I'm like, mm, you know, but <laughs> so when I was young, I looked for any excuse not to go to school. I'll tell my mom, tomorrow I'm not going to go to school. She'll go, why? Why won't you? I'll say, because I, I'll be sick. <laughs> I, I'll have a fever, you know, and then tomorrow I really will start running a temperature. So I think I was a hypochondriac. <laughs> <laughs> once school is, once everyone has gone to school, the fever disappears, and I'm fine, just playing with mom. Right? Mm-hmm. Thank God that I had all that time with my mom because unfortunately I lost her at age eighteen. Yeah. Yes, and this was long before Doctor Chapman came up with this concept. <laughs> yes. So, Sherry, do you want to know my most memorable family time? Tell me. Okay, so 24 years ago, before we moved from Scarborough to Markham, we had a five-bedroom home, and for the last few weeks of living in that home, we all slept in the master bedroom, all five of us. (laughs) (laughs) One of the children, for whatever reason, introduced the concept of sleepovers with mom and dad. And I loved, loved it. I still dream of those days. It was so beautiful. That's Best so sweet. they all coming with their blankets, you know. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so I feel that spending quality time with family and friends is a universal thing, like, you know. But for everyone, it's different, you know. Some people <laughs> prefer to be far away from family. Right? You're so funny, <laughs> <laughs> like Thanksgiving and Christmas, but they don't have a choice. <laughs> I on the other hand, I really don't like to be alone. I just hate it when no one is at home, especially at night. If no one is home, you don't find me home. I can't yeah, okay. So yeah, <laughs> I have no trouble being alone. I
1: yeah. But I, I do love time with my family. I do. <laughs> you know that.
0: Yes. Oh, you love family. I know that. Yeah. yeah. Like my sister, too. She says she enjoys time alone. Like, we're all different, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. For me, I just have to have noise around me. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. I mean, when I'm home alone, which is often, <laughs> but I have I always have something on like music on or the TV on. I like I do like to have background noise,
0: mm-hmm. except
1: when I work, I actually really prefer quiet when I work.
0: Okay, okay. And some people <laughs> love the noise when they work, when it's yeah, they cannot concentrate. So we are so different. I know, I know. <laughs>
1: So what's funny is my next topped love language is actually touch. And it actually tied for me with words of affirmation. So for me, it's actually like quality time and then tied are touch and words of affirmation. So apparently I need you to hug me and
0: tell me I'm awesome all of the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are awesome. I guess <laughs> it doesn't even have to be just physical. You can hug people through the phone these days, you know, virtually, because that is what the pandemic did for us, right? Right, right.
1: Or, I know, but when we're thinking about, like, relationships outside of the home or outside of love, touch is a really interesting one, especially like you, you brought up the pandemic. Like, well, there's the pandemic, but there's also everything else that we're dealing with in society today. And so touch could get us into trouble, right?
0: Mm, Absolutely. In today's world, yes. (laughs) You have to get permission to touch somebody. See, I come from a country where if you are a mother and you are holding your baby and I come into that environment, I immediately reach for that baby, you know, because the African culture is a village concept right? Yeah. I can yeah. just pick up that baby and just, you know, hug the baby. But let me tell you something. When I came to Canada for 10 years before I had my own children, I had no baby touch. I, I could not touch any baby. It was so sad. And I love babies, you know? So it, it's so different. Like, yeah, you have to ask permission from the parent, you know, can mm-hmm. I go to your baby? you know kind of thing so that is how touch can get us into trouble and with sexual harassment this me too and all that and this physical touch a lot of people are just scared you know to Uh anything like my husband would never hug anybody rest his soul because of that same thing like you know he just you know sometimes I have to remind him you're at home now this is family kind of thing because yeah. that was one thing he always wanted to keep himself clean and clear of any right you know accusations of any sort but there are some people that just love to touch people innocently but yeah I think everyone is probably now on high alert as well though there are people who are just vicious who yeah Their sexual gratification, you know, maybe just rub on people and other type of things, which is sickening. So this touch love language is, you know, something that we are, we all have to be very, very careful about. You know, we should ask for permission before we touch people. And but on the other hand, the positive side of touch is that. Touch is very nurturing, you know. Mm-hmm. Helps our nervous systems to calm down, calms down heart rates, helps with human development. Like how they found out that the research that you know premature baby, you know, flourished and yeah, that's and right. touch right? Yeah, like and like we've already said on the negative side, you know, stress can be disempowering. Yeah, so it can be marginalizing. You know, the way somebody touches another person, you uh-huh. know, touched with disgust. It can be aggressive and even abusive.
1: Well, so my answer is just get a dog because <laughs> <laughs> hugging, touching, like petting your dog, animal, cat, you know, it is it is the same. It And you know this, that having pets calms people's heart rates. It makes you feel better. You are more positive. But, like, I was at a friend's house a few weeks ago, and they had a new puppy. And, you know, like, the environment was kind of awkward, but I just, like, got on the floor and started playing with their dog, like, scratching it behind the ears and everything. And it sort of just changed... The way we were all reacting to each other,
0: you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. See, but that's that is See, even then again, this is another thing where you have to ask permission to touch somebody's pet. If you were, uh, you have oh, to ask permission. What well, can I touch your dog? Right? Yes. Yes. But I'm not used to that type of thing. Like you know, back home, you just touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then the other thing, though, about the the say the dog, the pet, and all that, is you don't really need to have your own dog, right? Oh no, you don't have, I have to. Just enjoy other people's dogs and get that same peace and calm because I don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So I suppose my thought, my, my point was more, it's maybe safer to touch animals than other people. No, definitely. definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like me. I'm not the most huggy person. I'm very comfortable hugging. F- close friends and families, you know, I could be in a, in a social environment and I just sort of feel awkward, like, when people are just, so. some people are so natural, they just hug. Yeah. Them, and I'm standing there going, I'm not sure if you want me to hug you or what. <laughs> I'm not going to hug you.
1: Yeah, it's but, so true. Uh, but my, even, mm-hmm. like, even now, too, there's that whole extra whole thing about COVID, right? And if, oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Right?
0: No so even
1: life. like even <laughs> with like people who didn't want to hug before wanna like I was at this event like maybe a month ago and it was funny because there was someone that I had seen I hadn't seen in a while and I don't even know if I hugged that person before, but he was just like, Oh, let's hug. And I was like
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I think I was at an event yesterday and a few people shook my hands. This was in a medical <laughs> I'm like, I thought we stopped shaking hands. Yeah. <laughs> and back to hugs. In my family, we hug all the children, Don't yeah. the older adults, you know, extended families. Like I see my sister, hey, hey, you know, I would genuflect, you know, I, I cutsy because an African, I have to cutsy for her, right? But then we don't hug. Maybe if we if I have been on a trip we haven't seen in a long time, we may hug, right? Yeah. But like. I, I would love to say it's a Nigerian thing. Africans no, but it's not true. We like, Africans are very huggy people as well. I have two aunties here. They hug everyone. I mean, yeah. it's so, just so natural. And people hug them back. And I'm like, hmm, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there are just some people who really are just natural huggers. So and looking at that person, you can tell that their top love language is touch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So like I was saying, I I think at the top of the the episode that, you know, when we were talking about even hugging people from afar, right? Yeah. Especially with the pandemic, if you know... Someone who lives alone, or someone that is isolated, or someone that is going through something—you know—just calling them, sending them a message, is like giving them a virtual hug. So please look out for those people who need someone. Like maybe they haven't talked to anyone in a while. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. Make them feel that it feel good. So that is what I refer to as telephone hug. Like during the beginning of the pandemic when, you know, people were calling in to talk with the residents. So let's try to hug people from a distance as much as we can. And if we are in their presence, (laughs) we're not very close. We should make sure that it's something they want, you know, don't just start touching people because you can get yourself into trouble.
1: But even like your whole thing about calling the person and and cooking meals for people, like you said, the whole cooking meals for people were was part from your words of affirmation, but I kind of think it's like the whole gift
0: thing. Yes, 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 Right? So
1: that might be like higher on your list than you know.
0: (laughs) Well, mm -hmm, that's true. That's true because I definitely love the gifting part. And you know, these love languages, they're not done in isolation. It's like we do them all at once without even thinking about them, right? Yeah. There lots of things we do that we don't have meanings or names for. Like it's like, what is what's in a name? Now that we are talking about it, people are like, aha, you know, that is why I do that. And that's why I do that. So for me, I love, love gifting. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but as, <laughs> as long as I put that smile on somebody's face, right? Yeah. What I enjoy most, I love making care packages. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you give once. It's like, oh, I'm going to have those chocolates on my desk or the cookies, you know, and it just is validation. You know, it's appreciation. Yeah. And all love. Like you said, you love to be hugged and told you're doing great. It's just you want to be validated. You yeah. Want to be appreciated. It's just human nature.
1: And right. you
0: not know, the acts of service. See, we've been talking about our top love languages, but you and I are deep into service. I know you it's know, so crazy. On top of our, our list, I swear, right? Yeah, and yeah. Doing something for somebody, making them happy, you know, impacting lives positively. That is what we do. So I think all these love languages are number one for us. So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> we have one dash five love languages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though.
1: So I have a cousin who is gifting is definitely her top love language. 100%. Like getting a gift from her. It's like she's in your head. She knows you. It's like she knows everybody so well. And she picks out the perfect gift and she loves to just give gifts. Right. And I just think, wow, she she just makes you feel so loved
0: with her her gift giving. Right. Very thoughtful. yeah always Mm -hmm. always yeah I think it's important you know and then you have the people who re-gift their gifts (laughs) (laughs) someone did that to me when the children Ah. were growing up I had seen this encyclopedia it was beautiful the da 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 it's children's and amongst the things I gave to her children was that because when I gift I don't just give one thing. My sister is always saying, Christy, you know, I give you a series of things because I get so excited. Do you know what I got from her the next year? (gasps) Yeah. No. For one of my children. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so oh my goodness. Lots of people who do that. And I wouldn't call that a good thing because you never know who gave you something, you give it back to them. For me, again, I think that was the, the last time we exchanged gifts too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Once I'm turned off, I'm turned off. Yeah. So I go spending hundreds of dollars you know, for somebody who is not even family. Mm-hmm. And and one of the gifts to me, I'm like, no, Mm-mm. keep your gifts, keep mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So Sherry, I think we could go on and on about these five love languages. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could. <laughs> They are pretty awesome tools to help us maintain positive, strong, healthy relationships. I hope that our listeners take some time to find out what their love languages are and the love languages of the people around them, their friends, family, colleagues, and so forth. Because the right words or actions can make a world of a difference to anyone. You know, you never know what someone is going through. You know, just say, hello, how are you? Yeah, that's what they need, you know, that caring touch from somebody, not physical, but (laughs) (laughs) a word of affirmation. Yeah. And it can increase work productivity. If you, you know, empower your employees, you know, their love languages and, you know, you just empower them. It will help you get much more work done and give you a healthier work environment and strengthen relationships as well, it will help prevent conflicts because the reason that we strive is because we don't understand each other's love language or languages. So I'm Christiana Ege. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time
1: on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggie and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at our forever young at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under our forever young podcast. Thank you for listening.